0: This send them home. It's time to go home, here, boss. So Why do not you just go home? That's your home. Are you too good for your home? Stand to me.
1: Hello and welcome back to the Off the Tips podcast. We're back for a pretty special edition of the weekly pod. Thanks for tuning in. But it's it's Masters Week and. One of the great weeks on the calendar as I introduce my regular co-host AC,
2: how you going mate? I'm outstanding mate, Masters week, a historic Warriors win, so I'm just, yeah, I'm I'm up and about, I'm ready to go. Yeah, that, that was
1: outstanding on the weekend and as I throw to this next guy who's Becoming more of a more of a co-host than, than a guest, Monty is, is back to help us preview the week at Augusta National. Monty, how are you?
0: Hey, mate. Yeah, good to be here.
1: Excited.
0: Um, got four days on the couch lined up, so bring it on.
1: Yeah, I was going to ask, do you, do you boys just find yourself on Masters weekend kind of locking the door and throwing away the key and just... <laughs> just
2: hutching up it's definitely normally the plan of attack we've got our three-day cricket final this weekend though and there was there was chat of putting this breakfast on at eight o'clock on the friday beforehand and i was pretty against today eh? yeah that's
1: it's a fair call it's going to be some early starts over here but um it's pretty easy to wake up and and, and flick the the masters on what about you monty
0: yeah, I think I'll be um, pretty well packed up all weekend. The issue is you get the itch to play golf and you get out there in the afternoon and then proceed to hack it. So, um, and there's, you know, <laughs> it's part of the roller coaster.
1: And there's always hundreds of people that are, have the same thing in their mind. Uh, yeah. They've just been inspired by by the flashes going around Amen Corner and they go out to... <laughs> To say a prayer corner at their local and <laughs> distribute <laughs> it everywhere. <So. laughs> Happy to
0: before, take part.
1: Yeah. Before we we rip into previewing that the actual golf tournament. When you guys think of the Masters, what's kind of the first memory that pops into your head? AC, do you want to let me know?
2: Yeah, the one for me, the first Masters I remember watching properly was. The one Bubba Watson won when he hit that infamous hook with a wedge in the playoff um, to win it. And probably the other one is 2012, I think. Louis hold one on the second for an albatross. Those are probably the two that come to mind as my earlier memories of Augusta.
1: Monty?
0: Yeah, I'm actually the exact same 2012, Bubba, you know, I vividly remember actually it was an Easter four day weekend. So I think, you know, fast forward 11 years, I'll be doing the exact same thing. But, you know, here's hoping a, a lefty by the name of Bubba Watson doesn't win this year.
1: That's for sure. Uh, yeah.
0: I, it was an amazing tournament, but shame about him winning. That's what said.
1: Us all probably being a similar ages. As- Kind of, I had that written down as well. That that shot out of the out of the woods. It's just it does leave a lasting memory. Like yeah, I was kind of first kind of getting into the sport, and then yeah, that had that. But also, I remember sitting on the edge of my seat when Adam Scott went to extra holes to to win that one, which is a, a decade ago now. And geez, hope hope for. More of the same from Scotty this week. I'd love to see him in contention, but also more recently, I I got up at n- near on midnight on a, on a Monday to to watch twenty nineteen when when Tiger rolled home, and I went on an emotional roller coaster that that night. Me and Dill were were up just just riding the cat home and. I remember I made egg chair barter's about three in the morning cup of teas to get us <laughs> to get us through to the start of work. But I, another thing I did is when COVID hit, I pretty much watched. This is such such naffy behaviour, but I watched all the final rounds from probably two thousand and nine to kind of present because like there was not a whole heap else to do. So that's kind of my memories of, of the Masters.
2: I rate that. That's that's gun from you. I'd love to kind of brush up back on that stuff. Any other memories, Monty? Yeah. Have you got one that you can you think of?
0: No, I mean it was actually when I was running through it earlier. It's some of the winners here have you know. You've had Willett. You've had Reed. You've had Garcia. You've had Watson. Yeah, it'd be nice for one of the good guys to to yeah. to get up. You know. <laughs> there's been plenty of good guys in there too, but if you think back over the last 10 years, half of them have sort of been lesser-like players. I think for me, it's just, you know, it's hard to call one out. It's just, Mm. uh, this in the open for me, it's, you know, it's pretty hard to split between the two. What one I'd rather watch, it's,
2: you know, it's worth a coin. The two two kind of moments that stuck out to me when we were thinking about this pod is, Probably Spieth hitting one on the drink in 2016. And the for some reason, the Matsuyama caddy bow, that really stuck out to me. That was a pretty cool moment. Uh, but yeah, those were my two.
0: And just Cabrera being a dog for those couple of years. <laughs> yeah, like,
1: just a wolf. Just-, <laughs> yeah.
0: just breathing down Scotty's neck. And there was that other one. He won that one, and then there was another one around that same time too. Like a lot of fun to watch that guy play, actually.
1: Mm-hmm. One for the casties out there. He's uh, he's not travelling too well, <laughs> <Hang> on, Cabrera. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think he's in the big house at the moment. <laughs> so. like, like fellas doing some time. <laughs> but but all, another one was just that that Rory capitulation. Where he shot eighty in the final round, but
2: mm. in two thousand and ten, but he—that's a long time ago ba- now, isn't it?
1: Yeah, he bounced—he ban- bounced back pretty well after that, but obviously hasn't hasn't done the job at Augusta. But boys, we'll will move forward to to this week. Who's who in your mind's trending in the right direction and kind of ready to the clappers getting to Augusta.
2: You guys see. To me, Scheffler's just the overwhelming favourite in my eyes. I him and Rory are at eight bucks a pop, but I think if Rory's eight bucks, Scheffler should be oh, six fifty. But he's just played so well around here, he's the defending champ and he's just unflappable and playing good golf again.
0: It's hard to go past it, isn't it? I mean, the other one, you know, out of the big three, I'd probably put Rory three and then you slap Rahm in the middle there. You know, since his Genesis win, he's tied 39, tied 31 and withdrawal. Um, And that tied 31 was a pretty poor showing at the match play. He's got an insane record at Augusta, played it six times. Tied 27th, solo four, tied nine, tied seven, tied five. And tied 27th so you know he's his driving accuracy is i guess the worry with him at, yeah. at, the, at the moment but if he can just sort that out even in the slightest with you know reasonable fairway width around there he's you know at tensy he, he doesn't look too bad either
1: yeah i think if if you have a wager on any of those three guys i think you going to your punts going to be in play come come sunday so we'll talk more about the the punting front a little bit later on but i've just got ac's one of ac's favorites terrell hatton who's been trending just been solid these these last few weeks in america and
2: he missed the cat
1: for me yeah but that was last week i was moving before that. <laughs>
0: <All right. laughs> <laughs> so I, I think um, I think Max Homer and Sam Burns were two of sort of the mid-tier um, that really stood out too. Like Sam Burns' a short game is extremely sharp when you look at the numbers. You know, it's clearly um, – he's clearly playing well and, um, you know, he's one to look out for. The other interesting thing I was looking at when I was running through the numbers earlier um, – you know, one all of the last ten winners have been in the top thirty in the world, um, coming into the event. So you know, the cream always rises to the top. Um, eight of those were in the top twenty, and then yeah, interestingly, it's an extremely hard tournament to chase at. So yeah, the worst position of a winner in the last twelve Masters was Tiger in twenty nineteen. He was eleventh after round one five of the last six winners have been in the top five after round one 11 of the last 12 have been in the top eight after round two. so you know Rory's backdoored a couple times to go somewhat close but you know, those numbers are pretty compelling around the fact that you, you know you've got to, you've got to be there from round one as opposed to a lot of these tournaments where you can sort of just drift away and then sort of pounce towards the back end, um, that's probably the other thing.
2: I think, that yeah, that's that's great info. I, like, that's unbelievable how often you have to start kind of right in the mix and have a fast start. I think a bit of that is the fact that there's four par fives and a lot of these major setups, they try to stretch it out to past par 70 and only have two. So I just think it makes, if everyone's picking up shots on those holes, it does make it hard to chase.
0: Yeah, I don't, it's sort of even still though, it sort of puzzles me a little bit, right? Like, yeah, there's not anything about the course necessarily apart from maybe just the general aura that particularly stands out as to why that would be the case, but, you know, it is It's quite compelling um, and clearly distance as well, and you know, we, we could talk about the alterations to the course, but um you know pretty paramount to the way that they've continued to evolve that golf course and the desire for um even watching beforehand you know someone like a Webb Simpson back in the day being able to shoot a 64 the guys of that sort of ilk even 10 years on versus when he did that last it seems um you know there's a lot of there's a lot of premium on distance here even, you know, compared to other courses that they play at these days too.
1: Yeah, we, we'll briefly discuss what they've done to, it's well documented that they've moved the tee at 13 right, right back. How different do you boys think that that hole is going to play now?
2: Well, it's probably going to, the tee shot's going to be easier and they've talked about it, so you, you're you not going to have to turn a drive, a drive around the corner, but it's going to put, I don't know, a 5-iron in your hand instead of a 7. So, you know, with the ball above your feet, that that is quite a big difference in dispersion, I'd imagine. But I just hope everyone doesn't have a massive... I don't think you should have a massive opinion on watching one tournament on it. Like, I think you've got to watch it for five tournaments. Could be different breezes they play. Like, I think you just got to let the dust settle on that one and see kind of how it plays out.
1: No, I definitely agree. I think it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting to see what kind of options people take with their second shot. Now, I think there'll probably be a lot more guys that choose to lay up. But it just the, puts... I mean, to
0: the to the naked eye, that third shot on a layup when you sit there on TV looks quite scary. But those guys seem to you know, it's a shot it's a shot the guys hit well a lot. Mm. You know, it's probably just. Highlights how average we are at golf when you look at that that pit <laughs> yeah, shot. Yeah, but but they do burn that up. Um, so I, you know, I don't think they'll be afraid to lay one back either. There,
1: yeah. So we'll look at three guys in particular. What well, Rory? We're harbouring a lot of a lot of hope on on the big foul this week. So do you think the game's in it? As good a position as it has been when he's hit head, headed to Augusta.
0: I, I'm less convinced. Um, yeah, he's like he's been putting up some good results, but it just hasn't been as Rory esque. Or you don't sit there on the couch you know, with as much confidence as you maybe even were three to six months ago. Mm. And you know the the. His results don't necessarily reflect that, but it's just, it doesn't feel as clean or as complete. Um, so, I, you know, I think he's probably, as I alluded to before, out of those big three, he's probably a, a distant third if you want to be harsh on him. Um, yeah, It's hard to really point out what, but it just doesn't quite feel quite there but you know that's not to say it can't be done at all
2: i think with him this year he's just he's been squirrely off the tee and that's normally his bread and butter you know he's considered one of the best drivers to ever play the game so i think i think that's just been the main thing like it's as simple as that his putting hasn't been great but he's got the scotty in the bag now and look like he was putting a lot better at the match play uh but yeah i th- It's interesting, eh? I think if you're, we're talking about those top three players, I think if you're punting, you've got to stand out one of them and take one of them on. I'm going to take Ram on. Whether that could bite me in the arse or not, good chance it could, but that's that's what I'm going with.
1: Yeah, well, in my opinion, I I just think it looks like he's gotten out of his own way mentally, and I think he's going to hit – Head to Augusta, not not putting pressure on himself because you know he definitely will, but he just seems like he's in a better headspace now. I think the live questions kind of posted players have eased a little bit and it's people are starting to talk to him about his golf a lot more. So he feels more comfortable in that way. And like AC said, he's he's going through a bit of a honeymoon period with a new putter and that could kinda really Bears bread and butter this week. There was a rumour yeah, going the- around that um he played a practice round there a couple of weeks ago and had 19 putts. So if he can take that down there, yeah, I think um, it would be at, hard to stop.
0: What was he, 62-64 at the match play on that on that 36 hold, on that um, the penultimate first round and knockout uh, or whatever and, it was? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and obviously he's changed the driver shaft up. Um. But it does slightly worry me, those stats that I read out before about the Masters. He's not necessarily notoriously hot in this tournament in particular. Mm. Um, P- I think it's just about a matter of getting something, you know, even if it's a couple under, one under, um, to kick himself off and just get in the groove, and then you're away and, f- and laughing.
2: Yeah. I think the big one as well to, about him is. I remember last year there was all that coverage about, you know, how he's just been a slow starter at the majors, need to start well, and he didn't. And then it felt like at the PGA Championship when he started well, he kind of got that monkey off the back. And then he also got off to a good start, start at the Open. So I think that's a big thing. I think the first round, he, that should free him up, knowing that he's, he did had two good starts last year. Actually, three, because he had a good start at uh, Brookline as well. I, I guess the one reservation I always have with Rory at Augusta is just purely the pressure. Like, internally and externally, there's no one in this field, well, maybe Tiger, but there's no one in this field that can change their legacy or kind of standing in the game like Rory can if he won here.
1: No, that's really well said, I think. Yeah, he's he will have that outside noise kind of put on him and, Geez, we just we hope he fronts up this week but boys we'll, we'll shift our attention to foxy on debo expectations this week is a is a made cut uh tick a box ticker this week
2: yes I'd say so uh,
0: yeah I'll agree just just okay.
2: top forty top forty yeah, yeah that's fair but- I think the one thing that I was going to mention before is there's no course on the PGA Tour where, like, course history is the most predictive. So effectively, you know, the winner has always um, played well here, but I think also it speaks to the fact that you need experience there too. So if he makes the cut, I think that's a good result first time around there. And even just, I imagine as a... Like, obviously, it's hard for me to say. I'm never going to have that chance. But I imagine first time there you could feel a bit kind of starstruck in a way.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I mean, we're not expecting a win at all. But to your point, AC, 12 of the last 12 winners have played at least one Masters, right? So, yeah, the, the aura factor is is significant. But, you know, if there's one man who's, you know, just going to, rock up there and brush it off. He's probably quite high up there on the list too. He's relaxed valets. You know, he's played in a lot of majors now. Um, and the course shouldn't scare him. You know, the way his shot shape is, you know, the width, the length, anything like that. So, yeah, I'd be hoping for at least a make cut and hopefully squeeze something out on the weekend.
1: Yeah, he just looks like he's got a whole heap of belief in himself now, which I think is really good. He missed the cut last week, but played well at the match play and and finished well at the the players and Bay Hill. So I think he's starting to believe he can contend against the best. And I I think he'll be quietly quietly confident when he heads here to, to put in a decent result.
0: Yeah, and I wouldn't read too much until last week, right? He's a guy who stacks up his schedule, so you're invariably going to get weeks like that too, and probably it's a blessing in disguise on the way too.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Boys, we'll talk about the cat, Tiger. Made his way on ground today and was was seen on the range, and Jason Day came out and said it It still sounds different off of Tiger's club on the range, so... There's no doubt that he's going to hit the ball well. It's it's just getting around the course that's going to be the issue. Expectations for him this week.
0: I'll probably go similar to Foxy. Um, you know, if he can, if he can squeeze a, yeah, you know, he was tied forty six last year or, something like that. Like it was amazing to think that he was able to make the cut. So, you know if. If he can do that again and a bit better you know I think we're doing well don't think we're at the point yet where we're talking about him um, contending yet but
2: yeah I I think top 30 maybe is a good result I this is going to it's a bit controversial but I, I hope he either misses the cut or is in the mix because I don't want to see him taking up all the coverage on the weekend of his T50th like I I don't know. That's just me. Like, I'd rather see what's going on at the front of the course.
1: Yeah, that's fair I, Sorry. I think, I think it's going to be better than probably what, what you boys think. I think he's – I'm not sure if he's going to contend, but I think he'll be near the top of the well, – or the top 20 of the leaderboard go, going into the into the weekend, and then after that it'll just be – how the body holds up. I saw enough around Riviera of a guy who had played Bargarol golf and and still was able to make the cut in a designated event and and pl- play a couple of really good rounds. I just yeah, and there's no doubt that he's going to be massively up for this because you don't really know how many more opportunities he's going to have. Yeah, I just you
0: know. He- knows that plays like the back of his hand too. It's scary the way he can plot plot his way around that track. And even watching the twenty nineteen film earlier, you know, just the, the nouse and, and course management ability is is scary good.
2: I just have reservations about him getting it done on the weekend. Like he he hadn't played since July, turns up at Riviera and he you could clearly see that he'd just he was just so gassed by the end of it, and I just... that's It's going to be a shorter turnaround this time, and I just struggle to see him being able to play four good rounds. Not because the golf's not there, just because physically.
1: All right, boys. We'll move over to the, to the live sector. Brooks Koepka winning on live this week. So that's a little bit of a scary prospect because... I believe I said a couple of weeks ago he's absolutely done so it'll be interesting to see how he fronts at Augusta this week but out of out of the live guys Monty do you, do you presume any of them are gonna are gonna scare the top of the leaderboard
0: um I wouldn't roll it out at all right uh, you know DJ and Smith and Kipka the obvious three but then Louie Louie as well you know he's got a very good major record. Um, you know, he's, he's had a few good showings at Augusta through the years. I was, was actually looking through his Augusta record. It was slightly, wasn't as good as I was sort of preempting, but, you know, quality player. And managed to sneak into a playoff the other week in the in the live event. So he's there's clearly a little bit of something going on. I wouldn't, wouldn't count him out. He's, He's probably the, the outlier of you know the, the names that would come to the tip of everyone's tongue on, on this topic.
1: Yeah, I know we talked about the lack of competitive reps with Tiger, but DJ played 25 competitive rounds of golf since the Open. And I just... Cam Smith played a little bit more because he came down to Australia and played. But just the lack of those competitive reps for guys that have been so used to playing so consistently leading into these events is not that it's going to rule them out. It's just, I'm going to be interested to see how they front. And I think it's going to be this year, particularly now that they've had a full year on the live tour, it's going to be a fair representation on how that does affect these guys.
2: Yeah, that's fair. I I think I'm gonna leave DJ out this week, but I'm I definitely think Cam Smith's worth worth a few coins at least. Like he's just got such a good record around here that's pretty hard to ignore. He was T fifth in 2018, T second in 2021, and then oh they had they kind of had two in 2021 because of the way COVID happened. He had T ten, and then he was T three last year. So it's hard to see him. Like if his game's still there, geez, he's gonna be in the mix. Yeah
0: i i don't just dis- I don't disagree at all. I think I think there's at least one of these these few are going to be sniffing around pretty closely. I suspect.
1: How about Greg Norman coming out and and saying if one of those live guys is in the final group, all all seventeen of the other guys are going to be green side. <laughs> on 18 when they come in all in. Oh, I just that's, don't see that. That's then, a but...
2: fucking outrageous statement, eh?
1: What a yeah. pelican. Oh.
2: Like, God. I just highly doubt that. Golfers are pretty selfish individuals as well. I, <laughs> I reckon the only chance is if they're getting a million bucks each from some Saudi money.
1: Well said. you it here first? <laughs> Is there, is there anyone else that we that we missed that you yeah, wanna wanna discuss? Yeah, there's
0: there's a couple more for me. Jason Day, one of the elite Aussies who you know has developed a very good track record around this place and is in some hot form himself. Ten top twenties in his last twelve starts. Five of those are top tens. He's actually missed a cut in his last two Masters, but that's clearly part of the form's. Fl- fl- Form slump. If you go before that, there's there's no faults really. Teed second, solo third, tied tenth, tied fifth. You know, all within a, a pretty tight period of time. So extremely compelling record. Short game's been good of late. Um, you know, he's one who's got a lot of confidence back. That's you know, we'll be we'll be banging the door down. I'm, I'm sure. Corey Connors, tied six last year's best major finish, got up today. Um, he's a genuine flasher of the golf ball. Good to watch. Bit skittery around the greens, but um, he, he's a man who Canadians have had a little bit of luck here through, through history. Another one that comes to mind.
2: Oh, I had Corey Connors in my notes as well. Obviously, I... Had a successful punt on him this week, but also just his record around there. You know, he's he's gone T10, T8, T6 the last three years. And that's, I guess, how do I say this respect, like, respectfully? is like that's way above his benchmark, if you know what I mean. So there's obviously something about this place that fits his eye and that he enjoys playing at.
1: Yeah, I just had Monty briefly mentioned him, but Max Homer, ranked fifth in the world now, I think. The one knock on him is he just hasn't put himself anywhere near his kind of caliber of player at at major championships, and he's playing as well as he kind of ever has, leading into Augusta, and he's another guy that's a premium ball striker on tour. I, I just think... He's got something about him this week and then the number four in the world, Patrick Cantlay, I think, always plays relatively well around here. So another guy that you can't rule out.
2: It's hard to argue. Like there's, the, the problem with this is you just end up throwing so many names at the board, eh? but yeah, that, that's the nature of, of golf. There's plenty of chances. You can, you can spread your kind of players out when you have a bet too. And you just gotta hope you you land on one correctly. The other two I just wanted to mention was Willie Z. Like he's had he's had a poor run. But I think he was second there before in T6 last week, uh, last year, sorry. I just think he has to be in calculations. I'm gonna have a little bet on him. I think. I'm just going to take him on trust that he plays so well around there. It's a small sample size, but he's a proper player. And the other one was just Minwoo Lee. He had a good showing there last year, and I just think Aussies have a great record there, and it suits someone creative, and he's got that in spades. Well said, fellas. I think everyone's
1: looking forward to to this week I, we absolutely can't can't wait for the golf to get underway but instead of playoff holes this week we're, we're going down a kind of a different line and the champions dinner is just around the corner so <laughs> we thought that we'd we'd name well we'd list our champions dinner menus monty d- do you want to give me what's on the menu i'm, I'm also starving it's it's Nearly eight o'clock, and I'm, I'm, I'm yet to have my, my, my scran. So,
0: yeah, my pleasure, my pleasure. Um, you yeah, know, disclaimer first and foremost, not a foodie, near or will be. I'm just, I'm just what I want to eat is what, is what I put on the table here. No structure whatsoever. Get it in my belly, I'm gonna enjoy it. Um, so just to start us off, um, you know, pretty pretty hard to go past just some pretty some bog standard karage, karage chicken bites, some some satay skewers with a bit of peanut sauce. You, you know, very very vanilla, and I'm I'm happy to be vanilla here because you you know those around the table are going to be enjoying. S- secondly, um, is for main. <laughs> I've found down the road here that there's an outstanding slow-cooked lamb shoulder pappadella pasta. Um, and I just find it ext- extremely hard to go by. Um, you know, a little bit of Asia to start, then we'll, we'll take it over to Italy for the main. And you, you know, the, the most important dish is <laughs> As we'll do a banoffee pie, for, <laughs> a banoffee, a banoffee pie for dessert. God, I, I love this I, Yeah, don't let me make it for you because I've attempted that in years gone by. It's, it's not pretty, but I'll be, I'll be, taking one off the shelves <laughs> and getting that down, down. Yeah, I'd, I'd say a cream brulee is a close second, but you know, a, a banoffee pie is hard to go past.
1: What What drinks are being served?
0: <laughs> um we'll we'll run a a bear and bear only, a craft bear and craft bear only, a parrot dog and parrot dog only, a bird's eye and bird's eye only for those who who know the bird's eye haziggs.
2: Brilliant Lovely. drop. If you have to okay. if you could um, rub out one champion, who are you not inviting? Who's getting left off the list? Carry Player. Yeah, <laughs> Paddy Reid Paddy Reid
1: Nice Gary players going the right way about getting not invited at the moment <laughs> Absolutely what, The way he's talking in the media Um, I'll, I'll rattle off my my champions that are <laughs> to be fair not a whole a lot of dissimilarity between mine and Montes. <laughs> I'm, I'm not exactly a foodie either. For starters, we're going a calamari with a lemon and garlic aioli. And then we're going to have another option. We're going to have a buttermilk fried chicken with a, some spicy mayo. <laughs> and then you... you there's, there's some dangerous getting a grease on a green jacket here, so which is <laughs> a little bit concerning. And for my mains, we're going a, a chicken, a fried chicken sandwich with shoe, <laughs> shoestring f- fries, and uh, with chicken salt. <laughs> but but we we're, we're also going to have. Another option, I, I fill it steak with mashed onions, steamed veg, and uh, mushroom sauce. And and for dessert, we're, we're just going to... Simple, we're just having a, a banana cake and, and vanilla ice cream. <laughs> and then... And then the, the drinks menu is a uh, Steinlager Classic and Steinlager Tokyo Dry, but also we're gonna have a a Gibson a Gibson Valley Pinot Noir, which which Monty knows how that's <laughs> constructed down to the t with the with the amount of questions he asked when we were there. But that's God. Uh,
0: can we just go back to the banana Yeah. <laughs>
1: I? What, what, I'm not a big dessert guy. So
0: I like, I like it. It's, it's yeah. extremely simple. The vanilla ice cream is a great touch, too.
1: Yeah. Maybe vanilla bean ice cream if, you, if you're real. That way inclined. But, hey, C, do you want to rattle yours off?
2: Yeah. Oh, God. We're all disclaiming it, but I'll join the club. Uh, so my entree is. Gonna be some arancini balls. Uh, I've had some absolute beauties of these before. A nice steak, um, mushroom sauce as well, <laughs> and um, just maybe some asparagus, some nice roast vegetables. Nice and simple. You don't want to. You don't want a really heavy feed either. You know, you've got a lot of golf to play that week. Gotta kind of keep the rig in shape. It's a hard walk at Augustus, So. Uh, and then the dessert. Well, you normally do something in line with your country as well when you do the Masters Champions uh, menu. So I'm going to go with a pavlova for dinner. Just oh, nice. show them a, uh, for, not, not for dinner for dessert. Just show them a taste of New Zealand. There's nothing else really. Kiwi fruit on top.
1: Adam Adam yeah. Scott did that.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we don't really have any national dishes here. We're so boring. So like you've. I think I just had to throw in a bit of a kiwi flavour on the on the dessert. You weren't tempted to go
0: for a hungy. <laughs> that'd
1: be that'd be that'd be tough to, to that have to, to they'd have to work overtime to prepare that. But asparagus on the menu, it's gonna be a dangerous day to be an Augusta <laughs> national urinal.
2: Yeah. Where would they dig the hungy pit? <laughs> Near the well, green shit. like how
1: <laughs> they could just they'll just move the 13 to just dig a bit bit further back from the 13th tee. They've, <laughs> they've already extended it 60 meters; yeah. just extend it 10 more. Greater um, aromas <laughs> yeah. right, boys? That's that's some absolute drivel. We'll, <laughs> we'll we'll head over to our our tips, or well, our punts for the week. AC, do you do you want to rattle yours off first?
2: Okay, I'll rip in. So I'm in the majors I like to cover my bases just because I want a few to watch. I want to make sure that you know there's plenty on for me to follow if a, a few um kind of crap out. So I'm gonna punt Rory, Scotty, Cam Smith, Brooks Kepka, Willie Z, and then I'm gonna punt Corey Connors and Minwoo Lee for top finishes somewhere.
1: Nice. I, I, I like nice. it. Monty, have you got any any bit slips for me? Yeah, I've couple in
0: the top tier, a couple in the in the middle tier and one slightly below that. So I'll go Scotty and Ram, um, and to win. Sam Burns and Max Homer in that sort of middle tier for a dub and Terrell Haddon slightly further down just despite his, his well publicised disgust for the golf course last year. Yeah, I think he's he's been playing enough enough good golf um, to have a dabble.
1: I like it, lads. I'm I'm going to go, just my win bets are going to be Rory, Max, Homer, and Jason Day. And because I said it in a previous previous podcast, I'm, I have to punt Billy Horshaw as well, who has not been flushing it. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. Yes, but I'm a man of my word, so I'm gonna I'm gonna have wages on them, and then when the kind of other odds come out, some power plays, and maybe some some top ten finishes to to add to that. I think the off the tips accountants have uh, given us an, an extra handy bucks this week, so I'm gonna be able to spread some bets and hopefully collect because I thought with two hundred, then you start getting into the you start getting into the red fairly quickly if none of those hit.
2: Interesting that none of us have mentioned Spieth. Look.
1: Yeah, true. He, is it good that he's flying under the radar a bit?
2: I think so. I it's I'm just taking him on because I just have seen like a little bit of squirreliness when he's been in contention, but I geez, it's hard to leave him out too. Mm.
1: You
0: probably threw just not, it, it's 17s or whatever he was, it wasn't that compelling, though. He was what, fourth or fifth favourite. Yeah, I thought... And there's probably a few guys that have ahead of him. You know, Homer and Burns, it, it double the price is sort of my rationale.
2: Yeah, I
1: tend to agree. JT in the same sort of calibre as well. Like, he's, he's out there over here. He's about 22 bucks, which is pretty fair. Fair price if he turns up.
0: Yeah, it has played well around there in the past too.
1: Right, lads, I've I've kept you for enough of your time. I'm really looking forward to to this week. Um, we'll get up our, our official punts up bef- before the the tournament starts, so you guys know what we're on. But thanks, guys, for for tuning in once again to the to the Masters Preview Pod, and we'll we'll catch you next week for for a wrap-up of what's gone down at Augusta national and and hopefully we've got a few pineapples in our back pocket after a, a little bit of a collect so boys I'll, I'll catch you later and cheers for tuning in guys
2: go well boys I hope I hope we're here and Rory's got a green jacket on are you